it is. You know what we're here to do. Back with another episode. We're here to talk about Austin FC and the best of world European football. I'm joined by Bali, Primo, and making his debut on the Skype version of the podcast, or the video version of the podcast, we got my G, Eric. Uh, you know him as the guy that contributes topics and stats to the podcast. Welcome in, mate. How you doing, Eric? Doing good. How you doing, guys? Pleasure to be here. One year anniversary working with Top Flight, mate. How how has it been? Honestly, time flew by, bro. Yeah, I felt like it was like three months, but a whole year went by. I laid at the messages, and it's been a year. I was even surprised. Now, we do have to point out to the listeners of the Top Flight podcast that Eric is a big Man United fan. You can see him. You can see right now he's apparently at Old Trafford, shit stadium. It's fallen apart. It's worse than Boca Junior Stadium, and you've seen Boca Junior Stadium is cracking in half almost. But we're getting him into Austin FC little by little. Um, he's not a big fan of the MLS, but Austin FC is starting to grow on him just a bit. Uh, I'm joined by Bali. Mate, how you doing, Bali? I'm happy. I'm excited. I was down bad yesterday, but I'm happy now. Down bad yesterday? Why? Austin won 5-0, No, no, no. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't uh, want to talk about it. Well, I think, I think Bali is upset with a person named Sam Dyke or something like that. Uh, we got Primo in here as well. He's got a nice PSG little uh, windbreaker uh, and a White Sox hat. What's up, Primo? What's up, bro? My PSG, bro. I don't know. My new team, maybe. This is my <laughs> What? Shit. Bro, what? I did not just hear you say that, bro. I'm just playing, bro. Nah, I'm, I'm doing all right, you know. Disappointing result this morning, but, um, but I mean, it is what it is, bro. Well, disappointing result is 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 putting it lightly. I mean, Marco Asensio missed a PK, but we're going to get into that in a bit as you're sipping on your Red Bull. No sponsor, though, but if you want to, hit us up. Uh, shout out to our actual sponsor, Ms. Guadalupe Realtor. If you have any questions on either buying a home or selling a home, make sure to hit her up. Her information is in our Instagram bio. You can check that out. Super fast, super easy. Make sure to hit her up. Make that, that process, that transaction just a whole lot easier on you by hiring her to help you out with your options in buying or selling a home. I also want to mention that we now have a website. We're Austin TV now has a website, simple. We are right there. You're going to be able to find the recent articles that are written by football critic and the false nine. They're writing our, they're writing articles for us there at we are Austin TV. We also got the a podcast are linked there and the fan reactions are also linked there and the photos, excuse me, from our uh, photographers, Tony. We also have Edgar's photos in there and Rudy, whenever he was working with um, area sports network. So, you can check all that out now at we'reaustintv.com. Make sure to uh, uh, make sure to give it a just give it a, a look, check it out, and let us know what you think. Uh, let's get into the episode, guys. Austin FC is where we're gonna kick it off. Um, just real quick, getting it bit it bit by bit into the topics. The first one that I want to bring up is Austin FC announces a preseason match versus Inter Miami before the big party against St. Louis here at home. Austin FC announced a game. Uh, in Fort Lauderdale, if I'm not mistaken, I got uh, some words here from the Striker Texas website. This is from Phil West's article. It says, uh, one of the two matches will be open to fans, but it won't be the one at Q2. Rather, it will be the one three days later on Saturday, February 18, and it's open to Miami fans. As Austin travels to DRV PNK Stadium to face Inter Miami for what that club is billing the Football Fiesta with a 4 p.m. Eastern time kickoff and an opportunity for Huron season ticket holders to meet those players post-match. So, there's going to be a bit of a football fiesta at the Austin FC match. That's pretty cool. Bali, are you upset that Austin FC doesn't do that for us here, mate? How come it's closed doors here, but a football fiesta in Miami? Go ahead, Bali. Yeah, man, I'm a little upset about that. It should have been here at the Q2, but 
you know, I'm not really worried about it because, you know, it's crazy to say, but uh, the home game at the Q2 was just around the corner, man. I mean, we're – and I'm expecting a full a sellout crowd, you know, and it's going to be so packed. So I'm excited about that, bro. I can't wait to start the season against San Luis, and it's going to be a great, great game. I hope that we win. 100%, buddy. I mean, if if we don't win, I can already imagine what Twitter is going to be like, what Fox Sports, ESPN, what ESPN FC is going to be saying about us. And and really, everybody wants us to fail because they're saying that we outperform expectations last season. They want to see us fall. They're preying on that downfall. So I uh, um, agree with you 100%, Bali, on, uh, at, at the fact that that's going to be a sellout, com- uh, complete sellout crowd at Q2 when the party does come around. Another thing that I want to talk, just a real quick news on Austin FC, is we jumped in value. Forbes came out with some information recently, uh, putting Austin FC in value at $680 million. That's a huge jump from the value that they had in 2021. They were valued at $575 mil 2021. So what a massive jump. Primo, I want to bring you in on, on this, mate. Uh, you're a bit more of the uh, finance guy. Um, what do you attribute this jump to, mate? Do you think it's maybe a, a boost from the from the fans, or you think Austin FC is just making the right kind of business moves, mate? Go ahead. Um, maybe just a little bit of both. I mean, uh, for sure the fans contribute a lot. We sell out. We've been selling out every home game, bro. So fans are still coming to the games. Fans are still, you know, spending their money there at the games, and it's always a sold out crowd. So. No doubt that the fans are contributing to to that a lot. Um, and I mean, I think just the way we market in a complete different way than Houston and Dallas, I think you know, really puts us apart from them and, and puts a main focus on us. Um, uh, Houston and Dallas were way below the list. So, you know, they got to do something. And, and I think Austin's just doing it in a different way. And, and um and, you know, I, I just, it's going to continue to grow. So That's a good take, Primo. Spot on. Bali, you have anything you want to add on that? Or did Primo hit everything spot on? No, he hit, he hit it on the mark. You know, I think that we're, the, the club's making good moves. And also, oh, I mean, the, the stuff, stuff, food, drinks at the stadium are expensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, the amount of beers that are thrown every home game is like, I mean, people don't even drink the beer. They just throw them. Yeah. Uh, but, shout out to uh, Officer uh, uh, Bohan. And he said on uh, Twitter or on Instagram comment, he said, I attributed to that so much, you know, saying that he's, that he's blown, you know, checks at Q2 <laughs> stadium and, and uh, facts, man. I mean, it's, it's honestly hard to not go to Q2 stadium and walk out of there without spending 50 bucks. I mean, maybe, maybe some people can, can go in there and, you know, not buy anything, not even a water. But if you go in there, let's say with a date or you go there with a sibling or you go there with your, uh, parents you're definitely buying you know a snack here snack there water there coca-cola here and beer's 20 bucks so maybe that has a lot to do with that big uh um, jump uh one thing that also uh, happened recently with austin mc they announced five new sponsors they announced new sponsorship deals with chevron which is very uh controversial also the ups store here in austin austin telco ubo and AMD. AMD is like a big chip manufacturer or something like that, or I'm not sure. But the fans really were upset about Austin FC um, signing a sponsorship deal with uh, Chevron. And at the Verde Hill, I got to talk with a lot of different fans and, uh, you know, really getting their take on what they thought about it. And on Twitter, you saw it. <clears throat> Most of the fans are, are upset with this with this deal because they feel like it doesn't represent Austin FC and what they're 
what their Verde kind of message stands for, you know, what, what, what it all is like backed up by. But there's also those fans that you saw on the Instagram post that we made on We're Austin TV that they were saying that this is just one of the cases of a big sports team not caring about like what you what you feel as a fan. And they're going to make some of these business moves that are going to benefit the club in the in the long term run. And maybe fans are going to be upset by it. So this is one of those gambles that Austin FC has to take. And they took it. They signed the deal with uh, Chevron and fans are going to be upset. You know, you saw Twitter, Instagram, they were really going at it. But to me, this is just one of those cases where you see, you know, big clubs or clubs that are trying to be big, make these money moves that are going to set them up for the next five to 10 years. I mean, I had somebody at the vet of the Hill tell me that how do we expect to compete with the LAFCs with the LA Galaxies with their big spending if we don't sign these kind of contracts. And I'm going to leave it up to the uh, uh, listeners. You know, let's let's see what you think, if this Chevron deal is going to be good for us or if it's going to be bad for us. You know, we'll just leave it there. Uh, let's see. Any other recent news in Austin FC? I think the schedule for Austin FC 2 was announced, so that's out now. You can uh, check that out. If, uh, we're going to try to cover that that team as much as possible. We're going to have a photographer out there, and we're going to try to give you match day updates and full-time scores. So bear with us. That's all coming, and we're Austin TV here shortly. So let's get into the game now, the preseason match. We were at Verde Hill. It was me, Bali, shout-out to my GB who couldn't be here today, and Primo, along with what was it, like 100, maybe 200 Austin FC fans there. There was a grill out there. There was beer. Primo got a free electric jellyfish. He was living the... He, Primo was having the time of his life. He was just cradling that jellyfish like if it was a baby. He was like, bro, I got a, I got a free jellyfish. And I was like, Primo, relax, mate. It's just one beer. But he was he was absolutely living. Um, Austin FC won 5-0 against El Paso. Super comfortable win. The boys got the job done. I mean, I was there, and I was thinking, like, wow, we look really good. 2-3-0 two, two, up. I was really impressed with Austin. And then, you know, I was having a chat with B, and we were like, wait. We're playing El Paso, you know what I'm saying? So we have to take it with a uh, grain of salt, really step back and really analyze things in a different manner because they are, they're not really a competitive MLS side. We do have to note that. Bali, I want to bring you in, mate. What was your first initial thoughts at that Austin FC win 5-0? You were there. You had binoculars. What was your general thoughts on everything that went on at the Vet of the Hill? Well, I think it was expected, you know, and I have to agree with B when he was saying, like, we were... I was expected uh we should it should have been like 7-0 a 0 you know but uh we played great we played good uh we saw some players that we haven't seen play before we saw Leo which he looked very very good and um we saw we we saw our team play and uh, we 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 played a great game you know uh, El Paso you know they're not competition you know but um I'm excited I'm excited to just to just to be out there with the with La Murga Los Verdes cheering cheering the team it was just it just brought back memories and yep. uh you know I'm, I'm excited about that bro but um, i'm excited to, i was just excited to see the guys play and uh perform for us 100 percent, and it did feel really good to see everybody's face i mean we saw ray ray we saw gaco we saw a mm. bunch of people man and just hearing the sound of la murga live man it just does something to you man you just start to nod your head and you're just like out of nowhere you just catch yourself saying Dale, 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 dale. Or you just catch yourself saying, um, uh, cinco, uno, yeah. you know, just randomly, you know what I'm saying? Because those, those, those chants, man, they just stick to you so much. And I also got a little preview of a new chant that La Morga is, is, is working on for the new season. It's a tune that a lot of y'all have heard. 
and you're really gonna like it because I, the, the the what the 20 30 seconds that um this person played for us i was like yo this is fire mls teams are gonna be like man we gotta copy that quick bali you also heard it mate you want to share maybe just a few details no man i can't wait man that that song at the stadium is gonna be unbelievable i mean i can't wait to 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 listen to that song at the stadium bro it's a good it's a great song too man it's a great song yeah. There we go. Um, the starting lineup for the uh, for the ATX versus El Paso game, we had Stuber in goal. Uh, Lima was at right back. Julio Cascante in the center back pairing with Leo Weissenden. We're going to get Eric's thoughts on him because he had something to say on Leo. Zan Kolmanik was at left back. Zan looked pretty good. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy Zan is uh, getting back into that form that we initially had him at, when, uh, you know, when he was first signing with Austin FC. You know, he dropped a bit last season, but that was maybe because he felt some type of way because John Gallagher took his job straight up. Um, in the midfield, we had uh, Alex Ring and we had Owen Wolf who bagged the goal himself. Rigoni, who just turned 30 on Saturday. Shout out to him. Happy birthday. And uh, Sebastian Drusi got a goal himself. Agundes was also playing. He was on that left wing. And at the top, we had somebody that a lot of people were asking themselves, hey, who is this? Who is this guy? Well, it was Will Bruin. We've we've heard that name before. It was first reported by Top Bin 90. Shout out to those guys out in Charlotte. Um, they got the info, the, the, the tip that Will Bruin was going to be on trial with Austin FC. And we got a, a first you know glimpse on him uh, Saturday at Verde Hill. He got the initial shot, which Drusi cleaned up and and got his goal for the for the 1-0. So um, we lost Musa. He went on loan to AC Ajaccio. We're gonna talk about that later in in the episode. But this guy, Will Bruin. I mean, I don't know if he's gonna be great for Austin FC, but he's definitely gonna be something. Bali, I want to get your uh, uh, thoughts on him. What did you um, What did you think of this guy's performance from the Vet of the Hill? What you could see from your uh, military grade uh binoculars <laughs> yeah i mean I, uh, a big guy he looks strong he looked very physical yeah and um, to me to me you know if now that like you said you know musa left you know if we need bodies and um and if he if he's gonna come in and and be okay with being a bench player then i'm all with it you know we're gonna need everybody like we said and uh to me he looked good bro you know I, I, i'll take yeah. him i'll take yeah. him yeah you know just like I said earlier, he did get that uh, that that shot off, and Drusi cleaned it up in the box for the 1-0. Easy little tap in there. Uh, goals by Drusi, who I just mentioned. Owen Wolf got the 2-0. Uh, David Rodriguez, Bali's guy, played in uh, San Luis Potosí. ATX, probably ATX FC2 player right there. Um, getting uh, getting his you know getting his name out there. He has two goals and an assist so far in this preseason. He is impressing a lot. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Josh Wolf is looking at this kid and saying like, okay, he might be something, you know? We we might have something there. Also, Ethan Finley with an absolute golasso. I'm sure people saw that goal on the Austin MC website. Just a nasty volley. The keeper had no chance. I think by the time the keeper officially dove, the ball was already in the back of the net. That's how hard he hit this ball. And then Maxi, Rodriguez, uh, Maxi Urruti, I'm sorry, not Maxi Ur <laughs> Rodriguez. Maxi Urruti with a nice little chip finish to make it 5-0 for Austin FC. Comfortable, cool little finish. But um, one thing that we do have to talk about is this injury list. Because the list that I have here in front of me, it's getting a bit long. Now, they're not serious injuries. They're small little knocks. But we do got to uh, talk about them real quick. Uh, real quick, sorry. And I want to get started off with Mr. Johan Romagna, who uh, was seen sprinting at full speed 
but he seemed to have gotten tired after four or five little sprints. Bali was there looking at him. Uh, we also had uh, reports of, uh, well, not reports, reportedly, Donnie uh, picked up a small little knock in training. Nothing to really be worried about. I'm sure that he will be back soon. Uh, precautionary, I'm, I'm sure, on that. Zardes also was uh, picked up a small knock in training. I saw that reported on the Striker Texas by Mr. Phil West. Now, this one was interesting, this next one, because we saw CJ Fodry running by himself, um, really just on the outset of the field along the, the touchline, guess, touchline, I guess you can say. And that only, you know, that only says one thing. I was talking to the guys at North End Pod there at the Vet of the Hill, and they were the ones that pointed it out first. They were saying, well, if Fodry's running by himself, training by himself, that can only mean one thing. He probably picked up some type of small knock. So, I'm going to add CJ Fodry in there as well. We saw him working on his own, training on his own. And we, whenever we see that, we know that the player or the athlete most likely picked up some type of knock. Asensio also still recovering from that arm injury that he had. And one person that was not there at the preseason game but is out of the country is Mr. Johan Valencia. Now, Bali, you want to um, come in on that? Why is Johan Valencia not in the country? Well, um, I think it's um, – well, it is. It's a it's – a, a green card situation that he needs to handle, and um, and he'll be back. So I'm 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 uh, I'm I hope that he's back quick, bro. Because honestly, we're gonna need Valencia, yes. get that green card situation handled, taken care of, and and come back to to the ATX, bro. Yes, 100%. Now that's good news for Austin FC because we can get Johan Valencia off those in international uh, roster spots, and that's just great moving forward for us. Now, primo, from the names that I just read off of here, Romagna, Danny Zardi, CJ Fadri, um. Asensio, all coming back from little small knocks. Um, is there anything there that uh, concerns you or anything that stands out to you? Um, I mean, nothing nothing too, you know, serious. But maybe, I don't know, it's, un it's unfortunate that Zard has picked up a knock this nice. early uh, with the season, you know, getting closer and closer. We want to have uh, who we think our, our starters are going to be at 100%. You know, we all think Zardes is going to start, but yep. uh, if he's not, at least have him on the bench. So, um, you know, it's, it's kind of upsetting to see those kinds of names getting injured. Uh, CJ Faudry being another one. Um, if it is a knock, hopefully he recovers quick. And, you know, that's someone that we want to see grow within the first few games to see if he can get, um, you know, as many minutes as he can in. Um, Romagna, you know. My man keeps getting injured. Uh, who knows if he's going to make the comeback or not. But, you know, whatever it is, hopefully he recovers again. And, and hopefully he can stay healthy. But that's just – it just sucks to see a player get injured, you know, back, Facts. back, back, back. So, so a little disappointing. But I think we got enough – we got enough depth, I think, to cover it so far. Yes, this season, one thing we do have is that, that, that young depth. So – uh, we're going to be leaning um, a lot on that this season coming up. Um, enough about the injury list. I want to talk about Leo Weissel and Will Bruin and Amro Tarek now. Uh, those three players, new players, getting to work. Bali, I want to start off with you, mate. All three of them saw minutes with Austin this weekend. Leo Weissel got the start. Will Bruin got the start. Amro Tarek, who I didn't think was going to get the start because he didn't look like he was dressed out. At the last 30-minute period, he um, got in his uh, his... I guess in his playing gear, you can say, and he took the uh, field. Now, before he took the field, he was training close to the fans at the Verde Hill, a bit um, away from the actual game that was going on. And we saw him, bro. He looked like Van Dyke. I mean, this guy looked 
enormous, bro. He looked like if this is what I told the guys from uh, North End Pod. I told uh, Zach this. I told him it looked like Ruben Gabrielson, Julio Cascante, and Leo Weissen infused together and made one center back, bro. Because that's exactly what it looked like, man. What was your thoughts on? Uh, I guess we'll start off with Mr. Leo Weissen in Bali. What was your thoughts on Leo and his game? Man, you know, uh, seeing him in person, he's a lot taller than I thought. You know, a very tall player. And very, very calm uh, on the ball, bro. You know, and that's what we need in the back line. You know, somebody that's calm, somebody that doesn't panic. And um, him and Julio look good, man. Uh, I feel like Leo, you know, fans were a little worried about uh, Ruben leaving. And I was worried about it, too. You know, I was sad about the situation. But uh, Leo, you know, the way he plays, the the calmness by him, it, it kind of it brings peace to me. You know, I feel like he's going to do great for us. He's very young also. Thanks. So, um, man, I'm just by looking at him and the way he played, the way he he's calm with the ball, very tall. You know, I'm 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 excited to see him play. I'm excited for yeah. him to to be a starter in our team because that's what it, that's what what Lil's gonna be. He's gonna be a starter for this team, no doubt about it. Yeah, uh, I have this quote here from Wolf via the Striker Texas from the article that uh, Phil West posted today. Josh Wolf says this on Lil Weissen, and he says. Just extremely calm, competent player, and I think is quite evident his qualities that will help us not only with positioning when we don't have the ability to navigate pressure, the ability to find our sixes, our eights, our tens. It's nice to have the calmness. Now, that's Josh Wolf on Lil Weissman. Eric, I want to bring you in, mate. What was your thoughts uh, from the footage that you saw on Lil Weissman? Because you weren't there at the Verde Hill to watch the game, but you have been studying and looking into Lil Weissman's game. So what are some qualities that you can point out right off the bat about this guy? What I saw from him was he's he's really composed on the ball. He doesn't, you know, freak out when they're attacking. And he, he has some really clutch saves on the goal line. I'm, I mean, when I saw him, I'm like, he's going to be a starter. He's going to be in that starting 11 for Wolf. And he's going to, you know, I think he's going to fill in for the shoes for Rabel, uh, uh, Gabrielson. So, um, yeah, great signing for you guys. Interesting there, man. You have him as starter. I think that's what's really going to happen with Austin FC. I see right off the bat seeing a Leo Weissen with the Julio Cascante partnership. But we said it last week, be careful because Tarek could fight for a starting position. I mean, this guy is much like Leo Weissen and they they DGAF, man. They do not care. They will put their body on the line. And that's what we need in a in a center back for Austin FC, honestly. I mean, um this league, you know, people might say that it's not competitive or it's a, a a step below Europe. The fact of the matter is that every season is just getting harder and harder, better and better, and more quality is coming to this league. So we need center backs that are in tip-top form, that are in tip-top shape and ready to compete at the highest level possible, even here in the MLS. Primo, let's get your, your uh, thoughts on Mr. Leo Weisselin because you were there at the Verde Hill. You were watching Leo. It was easy to spot him. This guy is a, a tall, lanky figure, just like Brad Stewart. So what's your thoughts on him, mate? Were you impressed? Um, yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, Weisselin is just going to come in as a starter and just take over that position. I think he looked um, really good on the ball. Uh, that's something that you want to see, especially in the center back, uh, someone that's able to control the flow in the back line, um, passing it back whenever it's, it's uh, you know, no no silly passes back to Stuber and things yes. like that. Yes, being uh, smart. Yep. Which we've seen plenty of with this club. <laughs> so, um, just looking cool and calm in the back, man. And that's, that's like I said, what you want in the center back. So 100%. Um, I have no doubt that this guy's going to come in, do his thing, and, and 
just dominate that that position. Yeah, definitely, Primo. Uh, let's get into uh, Tarek. We also got to give him a a shout now. This is Wolf on Mr. Amro Tarek. He goes on to say, Amro got here late in the Florida campaign, so they've been he he's been with the team since Florida. Um, Wolf tells us that he says Amro got here late in the Florida campaign. And I think he will give us athleticism and speed as a left-footed center back. So Josh Wolf is clearly excited for this guy. Stuver also goes on to say, um, I'm excited. He's a strong guy, very ball-oriented, a ball winner. So it's just getting him acclimated to the way that they that we play out. I'm excited to get him in with the group. That's exciting there. You know, um, words from Stuver and from Josh Wolf. They're both um, ready to get this guy in with the team, ready to get him going, ready to get those wheels spinning, ready to get those wheels turning and get him in the squad, get him in this team. From what I was able to see, obviously, we didn't have the best view from the Verde Hill, but this guy, Amrotarek, just based on his size and the way that he was moving, he has a bit of speed and agility to him. So I'm excited to see the way that he um, fights against some of these MLS forwards. He knows this league. He knows a lot of the players. So it's 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 going to be just... Exciting to see how we're gonna replace Ruben. Bali, you have any thoughts on Mr. Amro Tarek? No, you said you said a spot on H. You know this this guy he he is not it's not new. He's been in this league. He played in the Red Bulls. He played in Orlando, and he also played in Europe. He played in Spain for a bit too. So he has experience all over the place. So this this league isn't new to him. And I feel like you know if 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 Julio doesn't if he starts making mistakes if if Leo starts making mistakes. You know he's gonna come right in, and he and you know they're they're playing for the, for their spots now. Yeah. You know, we have we have guys yeah. that are gonna step up. If you're not performing, the guy next to you, the guy behind you is gonna want to take your spot, and that we need that. So um, I'm excited to see him play also. Yeah, and guys like Julio, you know we've seen last season he has mistakes in him. I feel like Brian says that all the time. He has mistakes in him. He has four or five mistakes in him that that costed us and will cost us coming into the future because nobody's perfect right but if if you if you do mess up and you keep on messing up and your form doesn't pick up it's not like the last two seasons where we really couldn't replace you with somebody on the bench this season coming up it's different we got amro we got kip keller that's hungry he wants his minutes we got leo weissen we have romagna who is gonna stay i'm sure now i don't know really what's gonna happen there but uh, one more person, guys, that I want to talk about. Well, actually, before we get into Will Bruin, Eric, did you have anything you want to add on Mr. Ambrotarek? I know that that was somebody else that you were uh, yeah. looking at. Go ahead. I saw him, and you know what? He gave me, um, like, Sergio Ramos. Chill out, chill out, chill out right there. That's, <laughs> hey, that's my guy. That's my guy. You don't just toss that name around, even though I did compare him to him last episode. Go ahead. Yeah, he, he, he loves to put his body on the line. He knows how to make uh, defenders, uncom- I mean, attackers uncomfortable. He he knows how to play real smart in the back whenever they're counterattacking him. And, you know, there's a forward coming towards him. He knows how to drag him wide, and it's really good. I saw him, and I'm like, wow, like, Austin is being quality. Now, let's not sell this guy for, for more than he is because he has been bouncing around from, from club to club. So if he was that good as how we're saying, then he would have some type of long-term contract at Man City or something. So uh, we're going to see. We're going to see if um, 
if there's more mistakes in him than quality. But from what we've seen in those highlights that are made to make a player look good, right? That's what those yeah. videos do on YouTube. We're going to see if uh, if he's going to be that guy for Austin MC. He's here on one on a one-year deal with an option for an extension for 2024. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, let's get into Will Bruin. That's one of the other players that I wanted to, to uh, talk about. And I'll, I'll start off with a quote. Uh, that Josh Wolf said. He said, we'll continue to work on that. Um, he said, obviously, Musa's departure uh, leaves us with the need for a striker with a different profile. So, Josh Wolf saying that these two players are very different from each other, Musa Jete and Will Bruin. I want to start off with uh, you, Bali. Is there um, something that we need to know about this guy, Will Bruin, and are you are you ready to call him your striker for Austin FC? <laughs> No, I'm not ready to call him my striker. You know, I think he's for sure going to be a bench a bench, a bench, bench player. You know, I think for sure Zardes is going to be starting for us against St. Louis. And I think Maxi's right behind him, you know. So okay. I think he, he, he'll most likely, Will Bruin will most likely be be playing if somebody catches an injury or maybe in the U.S. Open, you know, one of these cups. But, um, you know, let, let's sign him. Let's, let's get it taken care of because we did lose Musa. Musa's gone. And we're gonna need backup. You know, Sardis uh, caught a knock. You know that that guy. That's a that gets me a little worried, bro. I mean, it's what unfortunate. If, yeah. What if what if it's well no. What if it's something serious? What okay? Yeah. It's a knock right yeah. now, and then it it ends up being something serious. You know, we're gonna need backup. Yeah, definitely, definitely, we're gonna need the backup. But Maxi scoring, you know, good news, yeah. good sign right there, right? Good yeah. sign right there. Primo, come on into this uh, conversation. Make Will Bruin. I think he's coming from Seattle, if I'm not mistaken. Now, he's not really hot, right? I guess you can say a lot of fans are not super-duper sold on him, but we know that he brings a lot of MLS experience. Is that good enough to replace Musa? Go ahead, Primo. Um, I don't know, man, to be honest. I, I'm not... Um, it, you know, Jite, what he brought was just, you know... That physicality. Massive hold up, most uh, Massive hold-up play. Yeah. Uh, this guy will will bully you, and and you know he he was a good striker in that sense. And if Will Bruin's gonna be you know different than that or the opposite, then this guy better bring it. So um, as far as his experience, I mean it might help a little bit. You know um, he's familiar with with the teams and how they run their tactics maybe, um, but. If he's going to be bringing in a different game than Musa Jite, it, it better be good because um, I think we all love that that hold-up play that, that Jite provided. Yeah, so, definitely, mate, definitely. And so, um, you know, Will Bruin, um, I don't think he's – if we do sign him, I don't think he's going to start right away, obviously. Um, but as far as depth, uh, I guess, yeah, it, it, it would help us. But – um, I don't know. We'll, we'll just have to see. We'll just have to wait and see, right? But we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, this guy could bang in five to six goals in the season. Maybe we could put it put him at that, or he can absolutely snap and give us, uh, you know, a good ten. Or he could be one of our leading scorers in the Open Cup if we make a good run there. We also got Leagues Cup, so there's minutes to definitely give for um, all of these strikers that we have. We also have um, Ocampo, who we really haven't seen play, but it looks like he's going to be a player for Austin FC too, but we're going to see there. Now, uh, I want to move into Musa Jite because he did leave on loan. He leaves Austin FC to join 
the league uh French side AC Ajaccio 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 I don't know really how to say that I just know that they play in France and they're in relegation battle they're in 18th place they lost to Nantes 2-0 this weekend Moses Jeter did make his debut he came on as a sub in minute 74 it's not really clear if he got any chances. I didn't catch the game live. I just went back and watched the highlights on YouTube. They absolutely got destroyed and murdered. Um, but they play 8th place and 7th place next. So it does not get easier for AC Ajaccio. I don't know if Moses Jete is going to be able to help him out. I know that he picked up number 28 in that team. So we'll see if uh, they can save themselves from uh, relegation. It's not a, too much of a uh, battle. The uh, 16th place, which is safe, uh, safe zone. They have 19 points, so it's only a one-point difference. Uh, Bali, I want to bring you in on, on this, mate. Were you upset when you saw the official news that Musa left on loan to the French side? Well, bro, you know, you can't keep somebody who doesn't want to be here. You know, that's just that's just the reality about the case. You know, uh, yes, I agree with Primo. You know, his hold-up play, you know, his physicality. Musa does bring something different to the squad. If something isn't working, he, he did help us out, you know. He got us a hat-trick that got us at the playoffs. He did, he did do good for us, but... You know, he doesn't want to be here. He doesn't want to be. He wants to be with his family. He wants to be yeah, close. He's yeah. homesick. And when we, we don't, we, I, we, right now, if you don't want to be here, you could leave. And that's the club decided to let him go. And if he does, and I, honestly, I feel like he won't even come back. I feel like he'll, he'll, he'll make that a permanent uh, move because if he does good, then I say that we cash in and we get some money for him and we move on. Definitely, buddy. You you actually bring up two points. Number one, I want to say that uh, I'm glad that you followed it up with he doesn't want to be here. He wants to be with his family because I was about to say, hold on, Bali, hold on before fans come after you. But it's it's, it's not that Musa didn't want to, you know, it's not that he didn't want to be here. You know, it, it's just that he he needs to be with his family. You know what I'm saying? So he's 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 making this move for his family. But you followed it up perfectly. You know, he wants to be with his family. That's exactly what this is. You know, Musa sees the opportunity to um, to be with his family or at least closer to his family. So he finds this loan now. Um, the second point that you bring up is the fact that if Musa does well with this loan spell, um, we can cash in on him. We can sell him. And that gets rid of a, a U22 spot for Austin FC. So we can bring in a young, talented player, not like Ronnie Redes, who is also taking up one of those spots, right? Yeah, laugh at that, right? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> but back to Mr. Musa. Um, if he does poor and he comes back to Austin FC, we get a striker in the middle of our season, right? Because he's only going to be with the, um, with the French side until the end of the European season. That's around, what, May, April? So we're going to get a, a striker with European experience for a couple of months, and he's going to be inserted to this Austin FC uh, squad. I mean, that's good news on both sides. So credit to Austin FC three three ways. Number one, for having the, the possibility of selling this player if he does well. Number two, for getting this player playing time and experience. And if he does poor, he's going to come back to us with those two things. And number three, making it work for this player. Because we saw it with Ruben Gabrielson. We saw that Austin FC made it work for him. And if they're going to do it for Ruben, you got to try to help out Mosa too. So Austin FC, credit to them. And also credit to the Austin FC media team for uh, giving my G Primo a, uh, a celebrity appearance on one of their, what was it, one of the Apple Apple TV uh, videos on the club profile. So, Primo, if you want to send them a little bit of shout right now, is the time. Go ahead. Yeah, bro, shout out to them for, for just, you know, just getting clips, I guess, of, of 
of what we do. I don't even know where that was from. I think I might have said that like that was a while back, mate. That was a while back on the podcast or something. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, honestly, man. Shout out to them. Uh, everybody that is a part of that media team is absolutely world class. Boys, is there anything that you want to add on Musa Jitter before we jump into the European segment of the podcast? We're good. All righty, let's jump so, into the European. Yeah, what's up? Thing to say, you guys are going to kill it this season. You guys got depth. You guys got all these good players. They're going to fight for their spot. I mean, I'm going to be really intrigued for this season, guys. I know I can't wait to see, you know, their performances. And I got a question for you guys. Do you guys think that Drew C is going to keep that goal-scoring record? MVP That's a good question. Again? That's a good question. Thank you for that. We're going to end on the Austin FC segment with this question. With this question. Is is Drusi going to continue that goal-scoring form? You know, I guess we can back it up with, is he going to score more or less goals than he did last season? Polly, I'm going to let you go first. Man, um... I think Zardes is going to help him out. So I don't think that he'll score as many goals. But I think that he sh- for sure should be scoring more than 15 goals. I mean, I think that he is key. He's hungry. He wants to He wants to take us. He wants to win a trophy with us. I feel like he wants to do that. And um, so I think that more than 15 goals, maybe not as much as last year. Because last year, man, crazy. I mean, he had how many goals was it? Like 26? Including playoffs? Something like that. Something like that. I mean, bro. From second. That's a lot of goals. So yeah. I think that Zardes will help him out this year. Yeah. Yep. So, um, but more than 15, I think. Or more than 10. Oh, 100%. Uh, but good answer on that. I think Zardes is definitely going to be one, one of the players that's in this Austin FC team that's going to be backing up Juicy with those goals. Also expect some from Diego Fagundes. I mean, Rigoni is also supposed to snap mm-hmm. this season, right? Rigoni can add a good 10 goals. So we're going to see what happens there. But to the answer the question... Yes, he's going to continue his goal-scoring form. I think this season he's going to show the MLS critics why he should have won the MLS VP award last season. So expect big things from Drew C. Primo. You want to answer that for yourself? Um, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be able to pick up where he left off last season. You know, he kind of already seen there in preseason a bit. Um, is he going to score another 25 goals? Maybe. Maybe not, but it's just hard to do that back-to-back. But maybe he'll score at least a good 18, 19, 20, maybe. 20-plus, mate, 20-plus. I'm, I'm calling it right now, 20-plus. I don't 20 think so. Plus. 20 I don't think plus. so, bro. 20-plus, bro. I don't think so, bro. It's a little too much. 20-plus. Maybe, maybe more assists this season since he's got someone to feed. and uh, But maybe more goal contributions altogether. But Okay. I think he's going to have another good season. Well, let's see what the top flight uh, listeners think. Let us know in the comments or give us a a follow on Twitter and let us know there. If you think Drusi is going to score more than 20 goals or less than 20 goals this season coming up. I mean, are we counting all competitions or just MLS? Uh, that's MLS. also a, a big factor. Do MLS. He, he scored just MLS, yes, just league 20, goals. 22 MLS and then 25 overall. For all, okay, total. All, yeah, all I, time. I, I, so, I think one in the Open Cup. Against and the rest last season. And I think the other ones count like as playoff goals. Playoffs, yeah. yeah. Okay. But regular okay. season goals, 22. Pero okay. champions. Yeah, Bro, we Okay, are. so all all competitions, 20 plus. 20 you plus. You think so? Nah. All competitions, 20 plus. 
We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> listeners of the Top Flight Podcast, let us know what you think. A little bit of a heated argument there. Good stuff, Eric. That's why we have you here. Top Flight Podcast contributor, stack contributor, and question contributor. Shout out to MyG, one year with us on the podcast. We love to have you here and many, many, many more as we grow. Make sure to check out the website, weareawesometv.com. Uh, Shout out to our sponsors. Uh, let's get into the European segment. Let's jump in. We're on the plane. Jet. Let's say maybe what Southwest if we want to fly that. Let's maybe Alaskan Airlines. I don't know, but it's top flight airlines. Primo the pilot. We're going to Europe, and I know everybody is waiting for us to drop our Real Madrid take. We're gonna stop in England first because something happened at the Everton and Arsenal match. Something that nobody expected. David against Goliath. The leader against the last, really one of the last place teams. New coach, but Bali says that he called this. He said that he saw this coming. So we're gonna get Bali's take on this first. Arsenal, Everton, Arsenal lose out, but also City lose out. Give us your take on anything, everything that happened, Bobby. Yeah, man. You know, I called that, like I told you all on the group text, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. You know, uh, Everton is a tough ground to go and play in. And uh, they got a new manager bounce, you know, Sean Dyche, you know, he's not, he's not going to mess around. He wants, the players know too. I mean, they're working hard. They know that if you're not, you're not performing, you're going to get benched. And um, they're in a relegation battle, so they're come, they come. They want to survive. The fans have been pressuring them. You know, you saw the fans confronting Jerry Mina after yep. the game, you know. So yep. they, they, they have pressure. The pressure's on them. And they played great, man. I mean, they deserve to beat us, you know. Uh, and uh, we just have to take it in the chin, man. You know, thank God that Spurs, you know, they, they, they got our back. Harry! And Harry! Scored uh scored on on City and City dropped points so we we both we both basically took a L this week which yeah if they would have won the gap would have been two points and with the with the game in hand if we don't win that they Ooh. I mean they're they're, 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 they're they they take us up they they end yeah. up being first and we end yeah. up behind them so it's uh it sucks but um you know I love Mikel's response after the game he said um I love my players even more now than I did the last six months you yeah. know that just tells them that leadership. That, that Mikel is backing them. He knows that we know we were off. We weren't. We weren't there. We weren't 100. percent But he's there for the team, and he's gonna support the guys. And we're gonna we're gonna bounce back. You know, we have Brentford next at home, which is gonna be another tough game. Yeah. And then after that is the big test. We have City. Brentford. That's uh, Thomas Frank side, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Thomas Frank. Hey, Th- Thomas Frank, man. He has those boys straight in line. That's a yeah. that's a proper coach right there. That's a, that's another tough game. So. Yeah. Our next two games are tough games, but they're at home, and uh, the fans are always behind the team. And uh, I hope that uh, that we perform and we bounce back, bro. And um, the good thing that we have the five point uh, the five point gap with the game in hand. So um, we'll see what happens, bro. I'm ready for Brentford. And I'm ready for City. Oh, Bobby, I love that, mate. Now I do want to ask you one more thing, Jorginho to Arsenal. 10 mil fee plus 2 million in add-ons contract till 2024 with option for another year. What the heck happened there? How did that come to be? Why Jorginho? Why now? Why just 10 mil? Bali, go ahead. I mean, we were in for Caicedo. We put in a, a 60 million bid and they rejected it. And then Caicedo went out on Instagram on and he put, he put out a statement basically saying, you know, um, he wants to leave. He doesn't want to be there. You know, and uh, if t- for Brighton to accept the bid, you know, and we we went again, we went 70. You know, they they said no, reject, boom, rejected it. Then we went again, 75, and they said no, they they want they want 80, they want 90 million, and 
I mean, unbelievable. It's, it's, I unbelievable. mean, it's crazy. It's crazy the prizes that these these uh, clubs are asking for these young yeah. players. You know, Caicedo is not. He's not really proven that much. He's been in the in the league barely a year, and already uh, that much money for him. So we we decided to move on, and that's who we all wanted. We all wanted Caicedo, but um, we also we also could have went in for Onana and Everton. He he was a, an option for us. But, you know, Mikel is a fan of Jorginho. He knows Jorginho. And Jor- look, let, let's be real. You know, like, the, the, Jorginho is experienced. You know, Euro, uh, Euro Cup winner. Champions even, League winner. Champions League winner. And even B told me. B, B DM me. He said, I don't want you to take Jorginho. Because Jorginho was, actually, Jorginho was actually key for us when we won the Champions League. Wasn't so when, Jorginho one of Brian's, like, favorite players, bro? He yeah, used to he hype was, him up. He was. He was. Yeah, Brian yeah. likes the guy. And a lot of Chelsea fans like Jorginho. So the fact that, that they were kind of upset that he that he left, it kind of it kind of it feels good, man, because he's going to bring his his quality, his leadership. And plus, Mikel loves him. Mikel has been wanting him for a while. And it just didn't happen. When he was in City, he wanted him, and it didn't happen. So um, I feel like, yeah, Jorginho was on a downfall. He wasn't performing. He wasn't playing well. But I think that Mikel could get that spark. Can we give him that spark that he needs? And uh, he'll play good for us. Did he play good against Everton? No, he had a couple bad passes. Yeah. But it's going to take time. It's going to take time. And we're going to need him. I mean, we're going to need him to push for this league. Yeah, 100%, Body. Well, well said right there. Now, a couple of things that I want to add on the Arsenal game. Arsenal hasn't beat Everton in their last five meetings at Goodison Park. Last time Arsenal won at Goodison Park was the 22nd of October of 2017. Eric, you put that in the notes. Is that facts, mate? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, they've oh, beat, okay. they beaten Everton, but they just haven't beaten them at Goodison Park. And it, I don't know. That's just a ground that they can't they can't win. In a, it's tough to play there. Like, um... City with Spurs, they haven't beaten Spurs at Spurs, and this is just crazy, you know? Yes, yes. Um, let's get into Spurs since you just dropped him there. Primo's team in England? I don't know. He you so sometimes he goes to the top flight studio with a Spurs jersey. Uh, but Spurs did something massive today. They helped out Arsenal, their North London Derby um rivals. They did a big solid for them. Um they beat City 1-0. Surprise, surprise, absolutely um scenes at that uh, uh, stadium, but some historic scenes as well, because 200 Premier League goal for Harry Kane, third highest goal scorer in the Premier League alongside Alan Shearer and Wayne Rooney. Kane scored his 267th goal for Spurs in all competitions, making him the highest goal scorer of all Tottenham history. Eric, I'm sorry, not Eric, Primo, um, what was your thoughts on Mr. Harry Kane scoring that historic goal? I'll go to Eric after. Go ahead, Primo. Just, um, you know, Harry Kane's an amazing player, man. Amazing striker. Um, they just put up a good game against, you know, Man City. Um, so yeah, Arsenal, fans, Arsenal fans have to be thankful, you know, that doing them a favor there. Um, what? But <laughs> Got to be thankful. Got to be thankful, yeah, mate. Be thankful, mate. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just Harry Kane, just his historic, of, um, you know, what he's doing and, Probably one of one of the best known and and probably would always be known uh, strikers of of England and or a striker that just played in the Premier League and and nice. uh, just uh, and Harry Kane uh, amazing player amazing striker hundred percent now Eric Harry Kane is one of the um, one of the most I guess maybe sought after 
forwards in England. He's one of the best strikers in the PL. Your background is Old Trafford. We know that you're a big United fan. Would you like to see Harry Kane cooking up at Old Trafford for you? That's for, what the, I said. for for the Red Devils. We're coming fishing for Harry Kane next season. Man. Shambolic. Oh, shambolic United. club, mate. Coming to United, man. Shambolic. All right, well, let's get yeah. your take. Let's get your take on that. Harry Kane getting his uh, historic goal. Go ahead, mate. Yeah, I, I was watching the game, and Spurs gave a performance that we haven't seen Spurs do. They always go down first. They always concede first. They're, yeah, facts. You know, they've been struggling for form, and, you know, I know a lot of Spurs fans want to see them in the top four and succeed, and, you know, but this is going to pick them up, and hopefully, you know, they go on a great run. People were talking about Conte and such and such, but, I mean, this is a massive result, and I know Arsenal fans are, you know, relief that oh they did it cities are more away from us oh yes oh yeah oh yeah come on bro they've gotten a lot of help and you know arsenal can win it you know and they just got to put in the work and it was a little stumble road for arsenal but you know i mean you got us helping you out you know you got united you got you know um spurs they both beat city you know they're giving them the gap and i think it's gonna be interesting when it comes to the last three games like uh you know D said uh the last three games, you know, are going to be tough in the end of the season. So. Still a lot of football left to be played. The league is still still a lot to go. But Arsenal, you know, you know, they're not in as much in the clear as I thought they were. But, Eric, since I still have you here on the mic, uh, let's roll into Man United. Um, what I want to talk about them real quick is um, the fact that they're in a cup final. They're in a cup final against the Magpies, against Newcastle, right? They're going to be facing off at Wembley here soon. Um, what's your take on uh, Man United being in a cup final once again? I remember you, we were talking about it a couple of days ago, how you were so excited but so nervous because the last time United was in a cup final against Newcastle, what happened? Go ahead. The last time they were in a final was 1999. And, and who won it? United won 2-0. And now I'm thinking, like, yo, Newcastle's going to want, you know, some redemption. They haven't won a trophy in ages. And, you know, they have, you know, fire in their blood and they want to go and win the trophy and you know the magpies are going to go in strong and united is going to go strong too but uh i'm i'm scared man i'm nervous you know <laughs> we've been to finals you know it's five years about to be six years without a trophy embarrassing by the way we, we, we've been to a final you know we lost in penalties we david a hell penalty miss against we had a lot I was crying for days. I couldn't. I couldn't handle it. And uh, yeah, I just want to see my team lift the trophy for once and end this bad, bad, bad streak that we have. I, I, just, I just want change. Eric Ten Hag can do it. I believe Eric Ten Hag. Molly, I see you chuckling over there, laughing at this poor and uh, distraught United fan. What's your thoughts on everything surrounding Man United? Because they're not playing bad football. Eric Ten Hag coming into this club and really. Cleaning up, getting rid of 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 Greece. A lot of fans gave them backlash for that, but United are now find themselves with the chance to win some silverware. Go ahead, Bobby. Yeah, and I told Eric. Eric knows, and I told you. And I, I think that they'll win it. I think that they'll win it. I think that they'll win a trophy. You know, Newcastle's looking good. They have a great team, but right now, you know, like I said before, I can't call Trashford Trashford anymore. I can't call <laughs> Trashford. Yeah, I mean, the guy, the guy, the guy can't stop scoring. I mean, he is on fire. He's on fire. The only, the only disappointing player is Anthony. I'm not really. He, the, the, his highlights when he was in Ajax, he looks like he was like quality, quality player. But now, 
I mean, I'm not too impressed by him. I hope that he's not a flop for y'all. But uh, and then um, but yeah, man, I I think United will, will win it, bro. Sancho's back. Sancho's back. He's he, he looks like he's he is his mind's right now. He's focused. He wants to help the team. And I think that they'll I think that they'll they'll, they'll beat Newcastle. It's not gonna be easy. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tough game. It's gonna be a great game. But I think that they'll they'll um that they'll win it for sure. I wonder if if Casemiro is gonna be playing that game. Casemiro will play. Should, yeah, play. I think he should, I think I think he should be in jail right now. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. The Crystal Palace player. I mean, he he choked them. I mean, to, to it's me, it's not I mean, assault, man. No, 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 no. But hold on, hold on, honey. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Be, be, let's be real now, let's, guys. He, the way he choked them was a very with the, a very very hard like you know like he was, it was you, a sporting incident mate it no, was no. he just charged it to the game now if you if he choked them a little bit harder bro he could have passed out oh, that, that, that could have been that could have been a serious injury that could have been I'm, i don't want to say it but that could have been manslaughter i'm, I'm sorry take that it up with been manslaughter. take take it up with that fa that's so, what i'm gonna say mate if i'm newcastle right now the first thing I'm doing right now, I'm going to the police department in England, and I want to file a report on, Cas- on Casemiro, because to me, no, I'm being. I think it's funny. It's, okay, you're, you're, you're right, Molly. You're right. You're right. This is not funny. This is not funny. You're Someone right. Someone was choked, right. and he could have, he could have, he could have got his, uh, hurt, seriously hurt. You're right. You're did right, did right. you watch how IU was grabbing Fred? He was also choking no, him. No, 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 but it wasn't like Casemiro though. Oh come on! I don't. Casemiro's face looked like like. Like Whenever, something took over him. Like he's like, yeah. but that's Casemiro. That's Casemiro. This is what people don't get. This is this is this is part of the package. This is part of the deal. Now, B actually, whenever this happened, Brian immediately went to the chat and he said, Casemiro is not gonna get away with that in the Prem. This isn't La Liga. You're with the big boys now, and I think he's right. I mean, nine out of ten times in La Liga, Casemiro gets a yellow card for this. Nine out of ten times, bro. Depending on the ref, if he gets sent off, but nine out of ten times he gets a simple yellow. Yes or no? Si or no? I mean, this is his first red card in his whole career. No, it's not. Is it really? Yeah. First direct red card? Yeah. Wow, that's that's a that's a huge set. I'm gonna have to fact check that. I don't know if that's if that's true. He's it's okay. Always- so it's it's his first straight red. Straight red. Wow, I don't believe that's that. Like Modric- Why is that so hard to believe? Because, I mean, he came from Madrid. Madrid with Modric also, he was his first red card. I mean, you, you know, Cor- mm. I, don't think, I don't think Cruz has even gotten a red card. Wow, that is, I mean, Casemiro, we're talking about one of the dirtiest number sixes or number eights that we've ever seen play the play this, the sport, mate. Yeah, I mean, all right. I, I don't I don't like how they did that. I mean, uh, it was it was all between uh, uh, Anthony and uh, Schlup. And, and, you know, the ref calmed it down, gave uh, both the lads yellows, and then the game was going on. And then beautiful BAR comes in and, you know, just, oh, look, we, we found this. And, and then everybody was, was uh, you know, getting a little bit worried because they did come back and they scored a goal. Yeah. Ten men, and it was, you know, a slugfest. But slugfest, yeah. It was, it was a good deserve. To, now, know. enough on Man United. We gave them their praise. Shout out to uh Trashford, well, formerly Trashford, now known as Mr. Rashford, for everything that he's that he's done. Shout out to ETH, who completely turned around this club. But I wanna, um, I wanna talk a little bit about if we can, gentlemen, before we shift leagues. Um, I wanna talk about Jesse Marsh's team, Leeds, uh, Weston McKenney, and Keylor Navas with Nottingham Forest. Big ups, shout out to my G, uh, Mark Turner, who I know is celebrating today. 
Nottingham Forest defeats Leeds. What was it? One nil, right? One nil. One nil. Uh, Keylor Navas with man of the match saves, man of the match performance. I mean, he had three or four crucial saves that really helped his team win that game. But Jesse Marsh and Leeds is where I really want to put emphasis uh, while we're into this uh, topic because, Bali, you and I saw the same video. I don't know if Eric and uh, Primo saw it. Well, actually, they're both Eric's, but we'll call one Eric and the other one Primo. Uh, we saw the same video of Leeds fans chanting, saying, Jesse's, Jesse's got to go, got to go, something like that. But saying that Jesse Marsh has got to leave the club, they want him sacked. Do you think that they need to sack Jesse Marsh, Bali, or you think that they got to give him time, mate? Go ahead, real quick. That's actually, you're right. It's Jesse, Jesse, time to go. Jesse, time to go. Time to go. Uh, <laughs> and it's the it's the truth, man. It, it's the truth. I mean, I'm sorry. I know we had my boy 29, 29, 29, 29 on. Shout out 29, man. My boy 29, 29, 29. Uh, he. He came on and he said, I think that now that McKin- um, the McKinney is going to, to Leeds, I think that uh, uh, that he could help him stay up. And I'm, but I'm here to tell you, 29, I don't think so, bro. Oh. I, I don't think I don't think I that's going to be enough. You know, I think that it's the and I've been I've been I've been watching some of the, the lead fans on, on YouTube and they they all say the same thing, that they believe that Jesse is just he's not ready for the for the EPL. He's not he's not that guy. The EPL is just it's just. Better, better competition here. Better teams, and he's just not, not, not at that level, not at the EPL level. And I have to agree with that, you know, because let's be real, Leeds have a great team, man. They have a great they are, team, they, very young they do players. Have some really good players in there. Yeah, good. They, they don't deserve to be down in the bottom right now, fighting for relegation, bro. They have a great team. They're young, yes, they are young, but they shouldn't be down there. They should be, they should be competing, man. And um. He's out, he's been here already for almost a year already, and um, to me, I think that they have to pull that trigger. I mean, I, I think Damn. That, yeah. I think, and I think will have to be. I think that they'll give them until after United because they play United next. Yeah, we played United twice. Yeah, oh man! I'm it telling was, you right now, you're not gonna win against easy. you're not gonna win against easy. United. United is gonna beat them. I mean, All United right. is gonna beat them. So it's gonna be tough for for Jesse to get a result. I think that they play Everton after United, and if that happens, I don't even think they can beat them. Mm. So where else is he gonna is gonna is he gonna find points? You know, it's two wins out of seventeen. I mean, two wins out of seventeen games. Not I good mean, enough. It's not good enough, Jesse. I'm sorry, and I know that U.S. all the U.S. fans, you know, they want to support Jesse. Yes, it's fine. Yes, but it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. They have to pull the trigger, just like Frank Lampard. Yeah, they pull the trigger on him. Bye. The team is doing better. Just like Villa, whenever Gerard was there, Emery came in. They're not in relegation anymore. Just like Wolves, Lopetegui came. Lopetegui. No, Leicester, Leicester stayed with the... Uh, with, uh, oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, Leicester, right. stayed with, Leicester stayed with the coach. But just like Wolves, they pulled the trigger and they bought Lopetegui. And Lopetegui got them. They beat Liverpool today 3-0. Yeah. So sometimes, even if, if you want to trust and believe on the in the coach, sometimes... The board is forced to pull the trigger. Why? Because getting relegated is the biggest mistake you could do. Just staying in the in the EPL brings you a bag, and if you get relegated, you lose that money. So, yeah. I, I think he's gone. All right. Well, um, on that note, I want to I want to bring in uh, Eric on this. The main question that I have on here, well, really one of the main things that I see on Twitter and social media 
if Leeds get relegated, how much blame will go towards the U.S. men's national team and really just the federation on its own? Because I think the frustration that a lot of the Leeds fans share is the fact that they've invested so much in American players. We've They've had um, Brendan Aronson, you have Tyler Adams, who is is Himothy. Tyler Adams is Himothy. He's actually pretty good. But they also just got Weston McKinney. Shout out to my G, 29, um, letting us know about that move weeks before that. A lot of the big uh, media people uh, picked it up, I guess you can say. But Leeds fans, frustrated with the fact that they're investing heavily in American prospects. What are your thoughts on that, Eric? How much blame is going to go towards the the soccer, I guess, you know, the, the soccer idea of things? Go ahead. It's it's going to be a big effect. I mean, you know, they're, they love the sport of football over there. And then, you know, we're getting these guys from, you know, another country, you bring them here, you know, they're expecting to, you know, for them to perform. And if they're not, they're going to give them a lot of backlash. Last year, they... You know, they fought for relegation in the last match day. And that's, that's when you saw, you know, Rafinha, you know, doing his thing there, you know, at the end of the match. And if he's there again this year, and there's no progression. I mean, Brasileiro. Brasileiro. Brazilian star right there. Brazilian <laughs> star. Different, different it, pedigree, mate. Go ahead. It's it's going to be something hard. You know, I mean, we, they've had talents like the ones that you just uh, noted out, you know, last year with Norwich. It was uh, Sargent, right? Josh Sargent. He was with Norwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, you know the a lot of American boys are going over there. You know they gotta you know prove that they belong in Europe and they belong in one of the best leagues in, of all Europe. And it's it's gonna be you know very. It's gonna be a big hit, mate. It's gonna be yeah. detrimental, detrimental to those players' career, man. Um, if Leeds get relegated, they're gonna they're gonna blame Weston McKinney. They're gonna blame Jesse Marsh. They're gonna blame the American soccer side of things 100%. I, I mean, we could see it coming miles away. The pundits know it. Everybody knows it. It's like if people have tweets saved in their drafts saying, we should have never signed these players. They're, people have already thought these things up. So if Leeds get relegated, it's just the way things go. They're going to blame the American players and the American coach, unfortunately. Uh, let's move on from the EPL. I know we talked a lot on there. We got to move into La Liga. Um, we have to mention Real Madrid. I see Bali in his in his screen, in his square, laughing his butt off. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. We'll start off with the circus, with the clown show, which is the Real Madrid versus Mallorca game. Primo, I see your face, man. You're down bad. Shout out to um, La Peña, the Austin Peña. They're down bad as well. <laughs> Madrid, lose, Madrid lose to an own goal by Nacho. I think that's what they gave. Marco Asensio missed a PK. Absolutely shambolic scenes. Bali, I'm going to let you go first because it looks like you have a lot to say. No? No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead, Primo. Go ahead. Go primo, ahead. please. Come on in, Primo. I mean, what can I say? Just disappointing result. Uh, not not what we wanted. The the league is slipping little by little, but but there's still hope. There's still hope, man. There's I think there's still hope. We we can still come back. Um, I mean I know I know Barcelona is having a especially Barcelona fans are having a field day right now, bro. It's it's oh, it's yeah. crazy. I know they're loving it, but I mean that's that's what happened when you're down bad. So and and then you can. You know, the Barcelona was down bad. Don't make that fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Barcelona was, was down, down bad. bad. Down yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. And, they, you know, shout out. You know, I'll give them my respects. They were able to to make a comeback. But, of course, they're going to be all, all high and happy. But, um, 
as far as Real Madrid, I, you know, we we it's it's still not over. I mean, just it's eight points, mate. Eight points. Be you know, real, primo. Be real. Eight points. Be real. It's, it's we still we still got a couple of months left, so um, I think we'll we'll continue to fight. Um, we also have a lot more other competitions that that we can yeah. uh, direct our focus to. If things start crumbling even more in, in La Liga. We still got Copa del Rey, which we haven't won in a while. La Champions, uh, which which would be good to to win. Uh, Champions League. Uh, we got a Club World Cup that that we're currently participating in. So there's there's still a lot to play for, and even if we don't win the league, um, there's there's all these other competitions that that we can. What, bro? <laughs> what? Look at this. It's rude, man. It's rude. And um, uh, and I think it's gonna be fun. I think I think when when the those Clásicos come around, we got uh, Barcelona and Copa del Rey semis, and then. We got them in the in another league clasico. Um, so I think when when those games come around, I think um, they're gonna be a lot better than than the one we had uh, earlier this year. When yeah. Now, Primo does mention the three clasicos coming up: Copa del Rey March first, March nineteenth, and then La Liga April fifth. Um, some notes that we have here provided by my G Eric. Happy one year anniversary again. It says many Spanish media has have reported that Vlahovic has asked his agent to offer him to Madrid, obviously for next season due to Juventus tough situation. Um, some injury woes for Real Madrid. Ferland Mendy will be out until April. Benzema is injured. Militao is injured. Uh, and the Champions League first leg versus Liverpool comes February 21st. Madrid will play four games before Liverpool, four games in 18 days. Eric, I want to bring you in, mate. Uh, Primo says that there's still a lot to play for, still the Club World Cup, the Copa del Rey. But if Barcelona run away with La Liga, let's say they finish plus 10, plus 12 points. I mean, that's a bit of an embarrassment, mate. Is the Copa del Rey or is the Club World Cup enough to cover the embarrassment of La Liga? Go ahead. I mean, I think so. I mean, we went, like, you know, the Ronaldo Messi era in La Liga, you know, Barca just ran away with it for countless amount of years. And But, you know, that's when we won, you know, the triplete de las, de las champions. So they can run away with La Liga. But, I mean, if we, take, if we go for and we go for the champions, I mean, I'd rather focus on La Champions than, you know, La Liga, personally me. And I would love to see that little crush right here in the middle of the jersey for Real Madrid when the club broke up again. And, I mean... Yeah, like we're not going in good form. We have a bunch of injuries, and I can see Bali smirking. But I mean, we gotta make do what we can. I mean, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. But hang uh, in there. Yeah, I think Madrid can can pull it off. And seeing Liverpool's form, uh, I think Madrid can uh, you know beat them and go into the next round. Bali, let's get your take now. You've heard um, both Eric's one primo and one regular Eric Hymas over here. What's your take on what's going on with Real Madrid? I mean, they're still alive in the Copa del Rey, but unfortunately, they got to meet up against Barcelona, who's steaming hot right now. They got the Club World Cup. Anything can happen there. Uh, La Liga, like we were saying earlier, it looks like it's just slipping away every week. The, the gap just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. They still have the champions. You know, we know that Real Madrid is a Champions League team. They're a Champions League side. What do you think is going to happen at the end of the season with Real Madrid? Can this be a season with no silverware, mate? Really? It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. No, Every, okay. no, 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 no trophies for y'all this season. And that, that's, I'm sorry to don't, it's, it's the truth. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you the reality. It, there's no, no trophies for you this season. Will you beat Liverpool? You most likely will beat Liverpool. They are poor. They are a poor side. 
But next round, whoever it is, you'll lose. That is the reality. Why? Debatable, debatable, why? debatable. Why? 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 Because, okay, you have a young Camavinga who should be in the midfield, and he's playing left back. Why? And these are hurt. Why? No, no, no. Okay, okay, but is there not a transfer window for that? It's not the a club, the club doesn't want to spend. Mate. The club told Ancelotti to look at the at the B team at the academy for that. Yeah, they don't well, want to good, spend. Good luck. And then I heard that they could have got Cal, Cal, Calcedo. Calcedo. Why didn't you pull the oh, trigger? Oh, uh, Cancelo. 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 Why so, didn't you pull the trigger on Cancelo? Why? Again, going back to that, You're Ancelotti. Desperate. Ancelotti wanted him right away, and the club said that we had players available in the academy. Oh, well, no. well, there you go. Then you have, then, then Primo tells me, oh, yeah, we're, we're offering Ceballos a new four-year deal. Are you, are you mad? He's been, made, are you he's dumb? been playing his heart off lately. Are you he dumb? He has been playing his no, heart out no. lately, bro. Okay, but that, you must not remember that Ceballos was at Arsenal for two years on loan. Do you remember that? Yes. You remember discovering that? Discovering okay. form, discovering his yes, form. Yes, yes. And Ceballos is that player, okay? He's. He plays good one week, he plays bad the the next week. He's he's hot, and then he's go. He, he, he think, goes cold. I think you're describing Marco Asensio, but I mean Danny is not far from that also. Ceballos, Ceballos is not, look, is not far. and then look, man, go. There's a guy that you supposedly to Real Madrid fan. He's begging to come here. He wants. That's the only move he wants. Madrid, go get Jude. Go put the you summer. You have summer, mate. You have summer. Money, right? But you have money though. Go get Jude. You know you don't you don't you don't you don't go and go get your players. You don't go buy players. This is what happens. Are you gonna compete this year? No. It's you're not gonna compete. You're not gonna come. Asensio doesn't even want to be there. He's gonna leave after the season. So it's it, it's done. It's done for you. You know what? Look, I got something. Look, Camavinga, Camavinga, great player. Look, Camavinga. In the summer, uh. Well, Arsenal will give you a call. Oh. And come, come come to the EPL. He was flirting with Arsenal. He come was flirting EPL, with Arsenal. Come to the EPL. And you know what? Mm, 150, 150K a week. We'll give you a five-year deal. And come come win trophies. Because that's what we're going to do next year. Believe that. Believe that. Okay, so so, so question for you. you. You think that, you know, Madrid no trophies. So, and Barca, trouble winners? They got the Supercopa de España. You know, they're playing Madrid in the, in the Copa del Rey and they're leading La Liga. So was that a uh, trouble for, for Barca or, or? They better not win the freaking trouble, not, mate. I, I will not. tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. If Barca win the, the trouble this season, I'll go bald. If Barca trouble this season, mate, bald. They're yeah, not going to. <laughs> stop that blasphemy, mate. And stop that. They're not going to trouble, but tell you this right now they are winning la liga 100 taking that champions league is a whole nother thing it's a whole nother competition i don't know if they're going to be able to handle that but what la liga is even copa del rey bro barca could easily double i mean they're already going to double because they won the uh, spanish super cup mm-hmm. so yeah and then the, the, you know they got madrid and then i guess the final would be easy for them uh you know and then also they're in the europa league and then yeah. the they're going in, you know. And they play, they play against who? They play against who? They're playing United, you know. They're playing yeah. United, mate. It's scary, you know. I'm scared. I believe that they could win. The I'm Europa. scared. I'm sc- come on, mate. <laughs> come on, mate. La Chavineta está jugando bien. Yeah. La Chavineta's playing really good. And, and, and I don't like to say it, but 
I think that they could win a good amount of trophies, but I have mate, hope. Mate, I, I want signings. Wanted signings. I used to, when I was growing up, I used to see Barcelona face off against Man United, and I saw Man United give them hell. And you're here folding to them right off the bat, mate. Where is your club love? Kind of right. I mean, I mean, they beat us in in two Champions League finals, oh nine and eleven. Facts. So like, I mean, there's, I mean, like, I, like I'm saying it, but Spanish teams are, you know, way superior than than uh English Premier League teams to me because you know it's more tactical. You know, they play the tiki taka and. and Barca's coming back, you know, Gabi's hot, Pedri's hot, Pedri's been saving them, you know, uh, game-winning goals. Ter Stegen is not conceded a lot, and he's just one of the top keepers right now. And they keep going like that, they're going to achieve some good success. Facts. Really good points on there, my G, Eric. Uh, I guess we'll, we find a good stopping point right there for, for the for the Top Flight Podcast, episode number 78. We covered Austin FC. We talked about Man United, EPL. La Liga. Um, I want to send a shout out to the Serie A. Napoli, absolutely running away with it, mate. Absolutely, shout out to them. I mean, they're they're in a class of their own in the Serie A. Eric, you have anything you want to add on the Napoli side? They're gonna win it. Give them the scudetto right now. I mean, it's it's theirs. I mean, it's there for the grab. And everybody, you know, Milan's dropping. They haven't won in a, in a while. And um. You know, Inter is fighting, but I just can't see. I mean, Aussie man is just insane. He's just going crazy. And, uh, Facts. You know, United can uh, get Aussie man next season. I would really appreciate that. Let's go. Primo, anything you want to add, mate? Say your uh, goodbyes to the listeners for this episode, mate. Uh, yeah, man. Just, you know, thankful for for all this football going around, and uh, I don't think Barca's going to trouble. I don't think they're going to win anything this year. Whoa! I'm almost. <laughs> okay, Primo Bali, sign us off, man. You want to say anything to the listeners at home? Well, you know, um, I'm, um, just, just thank you for everything. You know, you know, I got I got love for y'all. Um, Arsenal, just still top of the league. You know, we're, 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 we're not running away from no smoke. We want all the smoke. Oh, okay. And, okay. um... Real Madrid fans, just <laughs> oh man, you know um, I'll be praying for y'all. I'll be praying for y'all. And um, thank you for that. I think. <laughs> and uh, my all my Austin FC fans, we're ready. We're locked in. We can't wait yep. for the first game of the season. And I hope that you're ready because I'm ready. Oh, let's go. And on that note, we end episode 78 of the Top Flight Podcast. Shout out to my G. Eric for being here. Happy one-year anniversary with us. Shout out to my G. Primo with a sick PSG windbreaker. You can see it on the video version. Make sure to check out our website, we'reausintv.com. You can check out all of our content and articles that are posted on there. Shout out to my G. Bali. Loved him for being here today. Shout out to my GB. He will be back soon. Next week, we're back in the Top Flight Podcast studio, so expect that. It's been under construction, a bit of changes, so we're going to be back next week at the studio for y'all to enjoy visually there. Um, I'm your host, Ran Gonzalez. Have a good night, everybody, and hopefully you have power because my G, Brad Stuber, man, I think Ooh, it's been like 80 or yeah. 90 hours. So uh, hopefully you're warm by now, and let's get started off. Have a happy Monday. Let's go. Have a good night.